0: the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This.
1: This This is is AV Nation. Nation.
0: This is AV Nation.
2: You're listening to the Women in AV Wavecast, Young Wave, episode number four, recorded on Friday, July 20th, 2012. Welcome everybody. Thanks for joining us today. We're really excited to bring to you the young ladies in our industry. These ladies are just getting started out with their careers in AV, and so we're really excited to hear what they think. Maybe some of what their challenges are, what they think about the future of AV, and what opportunities there are for young women in our industry. With us today, we have Olivia Dumanofsky. She is the marketing specialist with package, device and software. Hi, Olivia. Hi. We have Molly Stillman, the Director M of Marketing and Business Development with Rave Publications, who's also joining us via cell phone on the road. Hi, Molly.
3: Hey, how's it going?
2: Great. We have Jessica Spicer with AVI SPL, who's the employee advocate. Welcome, Jessica. Hi. Thanks for having me. And lastly, we have Amy Fulton with Advanced AV. She is the Marketing Director. Hi, Amy. Good morning. Thank you ladies, we're so excited to have you here. And one of the things that we do for every one of our shows is we try to get everybody a gift and say thank you for joining us. And so right now we go ahead and open up your gifts.
4: Oh, it's packaged up so cute. (laughs) I love this green tissue.
0: It's sparkly and beautiful. Oh, yeah, it's a pen. It's so great. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, thank you.
1: Thank you.
2: yeah. Yeah, you're welcome, ladies. One of the things that we thought about for you guys especially is having a pen. So knowing that you have so much ahead of you and so much of your future, we thought that giving you a pen would be something that you could write with and something to write your future about AV and your career and where it takes you. So I hope you like it. Thank
1: you. Thank you very much.
2: All right. So let's uh, let's get started here. You know, let's just go around and tell us about yourself, your role with your company, your background, and sort of what made you decide to pursue a career in the technology industry and also um, AV. Amy, let's start with you.
1: Okay. I'm the marketing director for Advanced AV. I pretty much handle all aspects of marketing, anything from web development to PR to social media to event planning, I outsourced all of our activities. I kind of fell into this industry. I got out of college and was looking for a job and took on the marketing assistant position with HB Communications out of Connecticut. I was actually very lucky because my boss and mentor that was there was Gina Loria, who later became the marketing director for Crestron. And she really she treated me like a partner, not as an assistant. And she really helped me learn the industry and all marketing aspects that I needed to kind of fulfill the position and later to become a marketing director. So I've been in this industry for a little while, kind of bounced around a little bit um, location wise. I got married and moved to New York. And so now here I am. I'm here with Advance. I've been here for uh, two and a half years. Love working here. It's, it's been great. I actually work remotely out of New York, though, and our office is in Pennsylvania. That's that's kind of my story. Wonderful. How about you, Olivia? Of course. So I work for
0: Package Device and Software, and like you had mentioned, my title is Marketing Specialist. And I actually just recently graduated college about two months ago, and I've been with Package. For the past year and a half and I've always had a passion for technology, social media, just being really creative and networking and communications and so you know I jumped around from job to job as any high school and college student would but back a year and a half ago I, I stumbled upon this job here at PackEdge and it was really exciting because I was originally hired just to do admin work and kind of help out and that sort of thing and once my bosses saw that I was working towards a degree in communications, they were like, well, hey, would you like to start our marketing department? And Package is a privately owned company. We started off very small, and it was very exciting to be able to jump on board with this company that was just getting their feet wet and just beginning to grow. And so they brought me on board, and from the start, I was able to really get my feet wet and just begin creating our marketing. and. Everything from advertising, to our PR, to our social media platforms, to redoing our entire website, to all of our trade show planning, and so I absolutely love working here. It's been great to kind of watch the company progress, as well as having the mentors in my life here at my company just really pour into me and kind of let me run with it and and sort of create our own marketing here. So yeah, it's been great. Very cool. How about you, Molly?
3: So I am the Director of Marketing and New Business Development at Rave Publications. So I'm sure most of you guys are uh, familiar with Rave because a lot of you are some of our blog squad members. I actually kind of, I'm a little bit, I also kind of position, I came from the radio industry. I moved to North Carolina in 2009 and I started working at a radio station, an AM radio station, kind of doing a lot of sort of back-end marketing, but also admin work. I mean, I kind of wore a lot of hats at the station and was there for about a little over two years. And actually about this time last year, I got an email one day from Gary Kay, who is the owner of Rave. And he is a big fan of that radio station. And he just sort of sent me an email. And I actually happened to really hate my job at the time. So I was like, (laughs) hmm. Let's have lunch. <laughs> and uh, I met Gary and Sarah Abrams, who also is at Rave. And about two months later, I uh, accepted a position at Rave. And I have been, uh, so I've been full time with them since the beginning of October. So I'm very new to the industry. But I'm in charge of a lot of content creation, um, marketing of the company in and of itself. But along the way, I've started doing some kind of account management, you know, meeting with. Uh, different businesses at Infocom. And I just had such a blast at Infocom because that was kind of my first really, you know, glimpse into how this industry works. And I got to talk to people and find out, you know, how their companies work, what their products do. And so I'm I'm learning and I'm in the process of uh, getting my CTS certification. So, you know, I, I, I'm excited about it. I love it.
2: Great. And last but not least, um, how about you, Jessica? You have an actually a title that I've never seen before. You're with AVISPL and you're an employee advocate.
4: Yeah, it's it's been a real adventure for me um, at AVISPL. My background is I have a public relations degree, but I actually also studied broadcasting when I was in college, and that's what sort of led me to the AV industry. I and mean, I've been with the company about coming up on three years. I started as a public relations specialist, obviously with my degree. And then I launched our social media because I was most interested in that. And so when Crystal Chikowsky joined the team to support the PR efforts, we moved all that over onto her plate. I took over as social media director. And then now what I'm doing is mostly, I sort of like... I'm a cheerleader for the company, I guess. I really love what I do. I love this company and this industry. So um, I manage the relationship between, we have a, about 230 employees that work on site at customer locations. And we also have about you know 1,400 other employees. And so I help employees get the information that they need. So mostly when employees work off site, they feel disconnected from the company. And so it's been a big part of my role to help communicate to all the employees, but um, specifically to those about, you know, their benefits, when they have questions about their paychecks and things like that, then they can call me. And so they have one point of contact in the company. So that's been a really uh, a growing division for us. And so I, I took on this role uh, in November and it's so I've just sort of made it my own. They said, run with it. And so I have. So I do a lot of internal communications. I organized our Bring Your Kids to Work Day events the last couple of years. I've been involved in AV week for the last couple of years. And so it's a lot of employee communications, a lot of internal relations. And it keeps me really busy. But it's it's been really a wonderful experience here. And, you know, it's it's nice to work for a company that that it sounds like you guys work for companies that are very similar that let you, you know. Find things that you really are passionate about and, and go for it. Yeah, no, that's very
2: interesting, because as I, you know, as I was looking and putting together everybody's titles, I thought it was quite interesting that most of you are in marketing and or social media, and so I just, I wasn't by design, it was just accidental. (laughs) So I just thought that that was something, do you guys, what do you guys make of that? Do you think that there is something to that, that women in our industry and in general are in marketing and social media or do you think that it is a lot about young women? So
0: who wants to take that one? I'll jump in. I think that from my experience, what I've seen coming into this industry, you know, I was brand new. I, you know, love technology and love these sorts of things, but I'd never actually been in a position where I got to work in that. And so beginning to meet people and, and going to these different trade shows and making connections and networking, one of the first things I actually noticed was that most of the the women in this industry are in some sort of marketing or social media. And I think it's kind of a twofold thing. I think that it's just, from my perspective, women naturally fall into that category. You know, women tend to be social and chatty and and fun and and love to network and that sort of thing. creative.
1: I think a lot of women like to be creative. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. And so I think it, it kind of just fits naturally, as well as, you know, a lot of us are all, are all young women. And, and this is what's really big right now. There's this huge turn towards social media and building these social media platforms. And it's not something that's existed. It's not something that's been around. And so I think this, this new push towards that has really caught a lot of women's attention and, and to be a part of something new that's starting like
4: that. And I also wonder if a lot of women maybe come in as a, in a communications kind of role and then grow into other roles. I know at least at AVISPL there's a lot of opportunity for people to train into other positions that aren't necessarily, necessarily their specialty. I know a lot of people have started in our marketing department and then grown into other roles, uh, women especially. And some people have chosen a technical path and other people have chosen, you know, other paths in the company, but have stayed in the company, in the industry. So it might just be like a comfortable, easy place for people to start also. Molly, you were mentioning that
2: you had read an article about marketing and that just in general, women tend to dominate in that across every industry. Do you think that that's more so the case in AV or is that something that, you know, with your experience that you see really across the board?
3: Yeah, so I, re- I was saying before the recording started that I read an article shortly after I graduated college. So, I mean, the article is six years old, but it's still, I think is relevant now, is that in mo- if you look at most industries, and I can't remember the exact breakdown, but most industries, including male-dominated industries, women tend to kind of make up the majority of directors of marketing, marketing assistants, marketing, coordinators, or marketing coordinators, marketing specialists. Those tend to be women that fill those positions. And... And one thing I remember thinking when I read that article, because this was, you know, kind of at the beginning of social media being a viable marketing tool or connecting tool, because this was, you know, not long after Facebook came around, but definitely before Facebook pages, and this is, you know, Twitter was relatively new. So this was a new thing. But again, kind of what Olivia was saying, you know, women are, are social. we we're, we're kind of into that. If you want to be in marketing, you have to be somebody that is willing.
2: Ah, First technical challenge. We lost you there, Molly. (laughs) We'll wait to get back from a dropped out zone. What about you, Amy? You had mentioned creative. What do you think about that? Well, I was also
1: thinking that in my experience and pretty much every woman that I know is very good at multitasking. And um, it's just kind of how at least my life is meant to be. I, I, I have a hundred things juggling at one time and, and my job as a marketing director, I'm juggling things all over the place. And I think that's a draw, like that draws me and I do something different every single day. Hello, can y'all hear me? Oh, we can hear you. Yay, I'm back. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I, I just think that Women are good at multitasking, and I think that a lot of marketing positions uh, require multitasking. That you're juggling a lot of different events and, and PR and social media and, and making it all come together. So I, I think that might be another draw why why people why women are drawn to a marketing position.
2: Right. So now that you're back, yeah. You, now that you're back, Molly, did you have any closing thoughts?
3: <laughs> no, I mean that was pretty much it. But I think I think that. And especially in an industry like AV, where it is so heavily male, you know, I think you're going to see women tend to go towards those kind of marketing and communication positions first versus, you know, maybe being an engineer or something kind of on the back end, just because women are so good at being sort of the face of a company or the face of a product or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Good.
2: Well you bring up um, a point that I was you know hoping to ask everyone what your opinion is about this but why is it, uh, were you just not interested in the technical side of the field? Did you not see that there was a lot of opportunity? You guys have mentioned, you know, Molly, you were from radio. There was broadcasting backgrounds, you know, communications background. So that was also my background all of my life was in broadcasting. But I really enjoyed the engineering side of it and, and sort of the production and putting it all together and the cables and connectors. But why is it that maybe yourself or do you think that women don't necessarily tend to go to
1: technical fields right away. Amy, you want to start with that? I think a lot of it starts in college. I think it's, it's, it's w- the path that you're choosing in college. I, you know, I have a marketing degree. There was a, a, a club that I was involved in in high school that got me the, interested in it, and I kind of pursued that into college. I, I think some of the colleges push women in certain directions, you know, if the area is really needing nurses, they're pushing for nursing. I was not pushed in any way, shape or form towards an engineering background when I went into college. Most of the people I knew who were, were obtaining those degrees were all male. So I think some of it starts there about what opportunities women have when they're sitting down with their counselors and whatever else. I think they're being pushed more towards the creative these marketing type positions more so than an engineering position.
2: Well, Olivia, so one of the things that, you know, as we've talked about and I mean sort of my uh, big thing is that it is very interesting I think as an industry that we don't promote how creative our industry is so. Instead of, I say all the time, instead of selling boxes, you know, we actually save lives using telemedicine. Um, so one of the things from our, one of our previous wavecasts, when we did talk to the design engineers, was that they actually think that you know designing a user interface and and all of that stuff is very creative. So what is your you know your opinion, especially working for sort of you know a network? company that is very engineering. What do you take about
0: that? I think that it's, I was actually just having this conversation with my supervisor the other day, is if you look at what you're doing as just one, just all your, your specific job is just all that you see, and you don't look at the bigger picture, you know, it can be very mundane. You, you don't have any, there's no story behind it. But if you look at your specific job, so my company as a as a networking gear provider, and I begin to learn, you know, what am I contributing to this this greater industry? Then you begin to see how much more productive you are, how exciting it is. Is where, yeah, okay, I'm marketing a switch, or you know, I'm putting together a brochure, I'm I'm doing a photo shoot for for a new line of routers. Well, that's one thing. But if you begin to see that there's this, you know, custom installation market or this, this whole world where it has the, the press who are marketing this and then the engineers who are creating these interfaces for for all these different things and you begin to look at your specific job as a piece of this bigger story in this bigger puzzle I think it gives a lot more meaning and a lot more worth to what you're doing and I think that a lot of people are starting to catch that and that's something that women in particular I'm kinda of generalizing here but Women like to be a part of something, like to feel a part of a community and and be able to contribute something. And so for me in particular, if I, you know, when I came into this, I kind of just saw it as okay, well, it's just my office job. I'm coming in here at first and I'll just do my tasks every day. But once I kind of began to dig in and and research what everyone else in the industry was doing and connecting with different women, it made me feel so much more a part of this greater story that our industry is contributing to society and so I think if it's viewed in that aspect you really begin to see what a difference you're you're making in this industry.
4: How about you Jessica? Well first I have to say, wow Olivia, I think you really hit the nail on the head there. That was really that was really great. Thanks. For me I was drawn to the communication side of things because I'm just a natural people person. I actually, you know, changed majors several times in college, like most people, and actually started pursuing a a pre-pharmacy certification, and I was going to go to pharmacy school. And when I was talking to the pharmacists, people were like, oh, no, it's all pushing paper, you know, it's on the phone all day. And what I wanted was something that would impact people in a positive way you know, the part of pharmacy that drew me was working with the people and helping them fix their problems. And so that's a nice thing about that I've discovered about the AV industry. And also the company that I work for is, you know, I really do feel like that I'm helping people, you know, by working in social media and PR, you know, I'm, I'm helping communicate the message of, You know, we offer all these great things like Olivia was talking about, you know, um, and the telemedicine and and the video communications and and making people's lives better because you can get on a video call instead of having to fly across the country and be away from your home and your family and all this stuff. And, you know, I think the things that we're doing in the industry is really – it's really a great thing, especially – I feel like we're – I hate the term – cutting edge, but I feel like we're right on the cutting edge of something like really great in the AV industry of like really making a big difference in people's lives as far as the video communications portion of it goes and, and making people's lives a lot better. And so for me, you know, I just wanted to communicate and help people. And this new role that I've come into as employee advocates really sort of culminates all the things that I've really wanted to be able to do with helping employees and also communicating with our customers and, and you know, sharing what it is that we're doing that's, that's making the world a better place, I guess.
2: That's great. Molly, you had mentioned and congratulations that you're going for uh, your CTS. So however we can support you in that, that is really wonderful. But what made you decide to do that? And so knowing that it is really something that's going to, be very technical and, and you're going to have to be, you know, really educate yourself on the engineering side of things. What made you decide to pursue that and how is it going so far?
3: It's, go- it's going. I'm going to be <laughs> totally honest. It's going. Uh, well, one of the reasons I want to get my CTS is actually everybody that I work with at Rave is CTS certified. And so, you know, and that's one of the things that Gary really encourages all the employees to do is to become CTS certified. And I feel like if if I work in this industry long enough, I want to be able to speak the technical speak. And it's funny because as I've been studying and as I've been preparing, it's amazing when I take the practice tests, the areas that I do better or worse on, the areas that I tend to always do very well on are the sort of uh, customer service aspects, uh, of a lot of the sort of logic and design type aspects, but all the technical stuff, I'm really struggling with. <laughs> and oh. the AV math. Oh, AV math is killing me.
4: Oh uh, no. I
3: actually, before radio, I actually was a high school English teacher. I was an English major in college and taught high school English for the first few years out of college. So I'm much more of a, again, you know, kind of wordsmith. But I think one thing that I think is interesting and why maybe women, tend, again, to tend to gravitate towards those parts of the industry are, I mean, for example, when I was a high school English teacher, we had 18 teachers in our department, 18 English teachers, one male, and the math department had 18 teachers, two females. And so I think that that is a, I mean, you know, that's not, not. it is a generalization to an extent. But I think that is a very telling thing where most women tend to, on average, be more, you know, logic-based, sort of word-based, creativity, marketing, uh, customer service, those types of things. And men mm-hmm. tend to love math. They love numbers. They can crunch numbers in their are are very, you know, technical and specific and, and those types of things. And again, there are women on both sides that can do those things and men on both sides. But I thought it was a very interesting comparison that, you know, my husband is so good at math. I am terrible at math. So, you know, I think it's a, I, I don't know. I, I think that there's probably some sort of correlation there
2: great well you know and so as we go forward and sort of there's all these programs and to have women come into stem you know the women in av group you know is trying to help women who are interested sort of in engineering but does anybody think that maybe not that it's a lost cause but that maybe it's just that we're sort of pushing in the wrong direction or what do you guys make of you know how we can get women more interested in the technical side of our field, or should we? Who wants to start?
1: <laughs> how about
2: you, Amy? What do you think?
1: Um, <clears throat> you know, its I don't think it's a lost cause. I think that, that I'm trying to figure out how to, how to state this, I think that women are being are definitely making a difference. And people, I think social media has helped that a lot. Like, I think that people are being exposed more into the industry than they were. And I don't really know the best way to get people to want to pursue a technical background unless they're exposed to it early on. I'm not really sure. I don't I don't really know what the answer is to get people to change their frame of mind. Molly stated, there's, there's people on... There's women and men that can do, do both jobs. And I just think in the engineering aspect of things, if there are women that are pursuing engineering careers and that type of stuff, maybe participating in their tech fairs, you know, with some type of apprentice programs to bring them in and really and teach them from the beginning, uh, that, that people would be more comfortable to try to pursue that type of position.
0: Great. And, and I think also if I can add, I don't think it needs to be... A or B, hot or cold, one side or the other. And I think that's kind of how we've been trained to view, okay, so you're in the industry, you're either the marketing person or you're the engineer or you're this or you're that. And I think we're starting to see more of a blend of the two where from my own personal experience, you know, I do our marketing, I do some of our PR, I do a lot of the the creative, social type things. But the last thing I want to do is be looked at is, you know, that dumb girl who just knows that one thing. And and just a little bit of experience, my first trade show was Spadia last September. And as I'm sure everyone has experienced, their first time kind of being submerged in all of this. Um, I was Mm -hmm. still in college and just completely different mindset. And so going out there and and just being completely surrounded by men and, and not really knowing what to expect, my managers had trained me on our products. They've trained me on our technology. Yeah, I do the marketing, but I know the products in depth. And so I just remember that moment of of starting to realize that I wasn't being taken seriously, that, you know, I would go up to um, a potential dealer and ask them, you know, can I tell you about the products? And they would kind of laugh and, and you know, brush me off and say, Oh, well, you can scan me if you want. Something that really stood out to me is two men came over and they said, you know what, we need to apologize to you. And I was kind of taken aback and looked at them and was like, Well, apologize for what? And they were like, well, we just thought you were, you know, the scanner girl, and we just came over to kind of flirt with you. And they were like, but we realize you actually know what you're doing, and, you know, we need to respect you for that. And so it's kind of just a a turn point for me in looking at this career is we don't need to be just one-sided or the other, where, you know, as women, like we're talking about, we're creative and all this stuff, but... I think you can also have that mixture of, yeah, I love doing the social stuff, but I love being knowledgeable. I love learning as much as I can about the products, about the the technology. And so I think if we start sort of promoting women in AV and and us in this industry as a mixture of of knowing it all, you know, learning it all and soaking in as much as we can and as much as we
1: want. Well, Um, we have um, had great success with, um, I think we have two, maybe three women project managers where it's mm-hmm. not 100% the engineering aspect or the creative side of things but they're 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 bringing those projects together and they've been really mm-hmm. successful at it. So I completely agree with you. It doesn't need to be either you're a technician or an engineer or you're marketing and office staff. I think mm-hmm. there's there's definitely jobs that kind of fall down the middle that women would be great for. Mm-hmm.
4: I agree.
1: Yeah, I yeah. agree. This is
4: Jessica. I was just going to jump in and say, um, but I also feel like as women in the industry, it's we are at a slight disadvantage because I think people don't automatically, at this point, assume that, you know, like Olivia's experience, you know, that we know about it. And I think personally, we all need to take a little extra time to, you know, really educate ourselves about things Mm -hmm. and and go above and beyond what maybe would be expected of a man in the industry just to. You know, prove ourselves and pave the way for other women coming along, so maybe people don't have those ideas anymore, or less so, perhaps. Molly, what did you like to add to that?
3: Yeah, I com- I mean I completely agree, and I, I think what Olivia said is is awesome as well, like yeah, I mean, I think there we have to sort of break the mold and say that there aren't it isn't black or white, it isn't one thing or the other. We can wear many hats in the industry. And you know, I thought, I mean, technically I guess GovCom was my first trade show, but as you know, it was so small compared to Infocom. And and that was something that was eye-opening for me in a way because, you know, most of the people that work at Rave are under the age of 30. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times at the at the show I had to say, like, I am a full-time employee. I, getting my CTS certification, I swear, I'm not a booth babe, but like, <laughs> you know,
0: like, right. and, and,
3: you know, and, but, and, and, you know, on one side of the, I don't know, it, it's hard. It, it's hard because at the same time, we don't, we don't want to be like, oh, well, we're so downtrodden over being a woman or something, but we have right. to, we have to sort of, you know, fight that barrier when people see us and they, you know, we have to let them know, like, no, we do know what we're talking about. And you should respect our opinions. And whether or not we're young or we're a woman or in our 20s or our 30s or our 40s or how much experience we have, everybody can contribute something and everybody can bring a different perspective. And I, think it's, it's just kind of bringing home that message every time we're at something like a trade show or every blog post or video that we do.
4: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: Right. That's a really great point. You're listening to the Wavecast, Women in AV. Today, we're talking to our young ladies in the industry, brought to you by Rave Publications and AV Nation. To listen to this podcast and all the other great podcasts that are offered, go to www.ravepubs.com forward slash AV Nation. Very interesting and very um, inclusive. So w- with that, I want to ask you a question in regards to how do you think and do you think your experiences differ from the older generation of women who have been in our industry when i speak and talk with some of the older ladies they absolutely can tell me about how they are the only woman at a trade show you know they can go back for a long time and and see that in so many instances women have come into this industry over the last 10 to 15 years. But before that, they literally were one woman at an entire trade industry. So from your perspective, and do you think that younger females have sort of maybe a a different attitude or a positive experience knowing that there are other? I mean, we have four women here that are all young women that are in the industry. And what do you think about your experiences compared to the older generations? and, And what can you offer for the younger women who want to join?
4: Let's start with you, Jessica. Oh, great. I was just going to jump in and I didn't want to talk over anyone. Um, I think it's been really great starting out in the AV industry, despite some of the, you know, stereotypes about maybe women not being as technical or being as knowledgeable. I really feel like the older women in the industry have really done a wonderful job paving the way for us young women in AV. I know, you know, I can speak of several women and just my organization, Helene Anderson, who's been honored by Infocom. Uh, Stephanie Scanlon was our president for a long time and recently retired. And these are just really dedicated, smart, hard-working, hardworking women who you know, overcame the adversity. I remember an interview with Helene once, and she's the general manager of one of our offices and does a great job and has worked in the industry for a very long time. And she said that when she was starting out, she would attend meetings and they would ask her to get the coffee, you know, and she was a salesperson and she's like, you know, it was really hard to get men to understand, you know, I'm not just here to get the coffee. I'm a, I'm a legitimate business person. And, you know, she had to prove herself in a way that I think maybe as young women in the AV industry now, we don't, we don't have to do that anymore. And I think, you know, we, we do still have a lot to prove and, like I was saying before, you know, we we do need to make sure that we're we're making sure to educate ourselves and and be professional and you know behave in the way that we would want people to view us. But but I think I think it's a lot easier than it was. And I think if we continue to be great examples and and prove that that we know what we're talking about, that we're hardworking, and that we deserve to be here in the industry just as much as anybody else, you know, it'll go a long way for other women. And you know, maybe the next ten or fifteen years. Women coming in the AV industry, it'll just be like an obvious choice. It won't be, oh gosh, you know, women in AV is a weird thing, and there aren't that many of us anymore. So,
1: that's that's at least my hope. I think that the Women in AV group is helping dramatically. I mean, mm-hmm. the industry, Amen, yeah. the industry exposure to women at Infocom this year was amazing. I mean, everybody was talking about it. Everybody. Um, mm-hmm. And it's fantastic because men are actually having to open their eyes and say, "Wow! Like, look how many there really are when you put them together, and 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 look at the the efforts that they're making with this group." I think it's fantastic. Great, thanks. And even Simbad
2: called us out, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> was wow! Awesome. <laughs> I heard about that. What do you think, Olivia?
0: I think that um, you're right for older women. You know it was a lot more difficult in my opinion i think that they were paving the way from the beginning and they were taking those first steps whereas now i do see a lot more women um just an observation i made was you know just from last september at cedia i was like oh my gosh i'm like one of three women in this place right now <laughs> and then going to infocom you know a, a little less than a year later seeing tons of women and being involved in, you know, women in AV, like the ladies were saying. I think that's made a huge difference. And it's really built my self-esteem for one, you know, after my first show, I was kind of like, oh man, like there's not that many ladies. I'm not going to be respected. And then beginning to, to connect with other women and, and with you, Jennifer, and, and others who have gone a little bit before me. I think that's made a huge difference in my success in the industry and my confidence.
1: I would agree with that completely. My Mm -hmm. first year at advance, I flew out to Infocom. I was only there, I think, three weeks. And I flew out, it was me and 17 guys, and I was completely intimidated. Mm -hmm. Where, even though there was still mostly males that that traveled out this year, there was me and one other woman, I had more self-esteem based on this whole women in Navy group. Like that there was a lot of things that were focusing on that. And I definitely saw more women on the floor.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's
2: wonderful. And, and I can tell you that it's been incredible for all of the women to come together and also to see all of the men support. And there are a lot of support that we do get from the men. So it is. that's the other side of it that's uh, really great. What do you think, Molly? Uh,
3: I just want to chime in real quick and say, the men that come to women in AV, we can call them Maves. Anybody? You know? <laughs> <laughs> maybe
0: That's fantastic.
4: Mavens, maybe yeah.
3: mavens? I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. I just thought about that and I was giggling to myself in the car. I, I think I completely agree with Olivia and really what everybody said as far as the support that WAVE has provided. I mean, I, I participated in a WAVE webinar, I think, like the second week I started at rave, and it was just so awesome to see this active group that was encouraging and supporting and building up women. And and since then, you know, I've had the pleasure of meeting, you know, industry veterans like Dan Sandry and Corey Schaefer who are just so inspiring and just, you know, you can learn so much from them. So I think, I think I'm kind of at the place where I'm just, I'm a sponge and I'm trying to learn as much as I can from other people in the hopes that one day maybe I can inspire somebody you know the way that Corey Schaefer has kind of inspired me and and I really want I really look up to her and I just think that she's so fantastic and and I, I think that she you know ha- brings so much experience and I just hope to be able to one day do that and I think that a group like wave is it's kind of facilitating that
0: mm-hmm And I think it's also key to have to see these men that are that are getting involved in this where that is another thing that's made a huge difference in in my position here is having my supervisor and my CEO just completely pour into me and believe in me. And, you know, around the office, there's never an issue of, oh, well, you're a woman, so you can't do that. It's like they're sending me out to build our racks and install our products and configure our new application. And It it was never an issue to begin with, and they just gave me such freedom and just really would sit down with me and teach me all of their wisdom. And every time I didn't get something, they would just explain it detail for detail. So I think the men in this industry that are realizing, you know, the the validity to what they have to say in these women's lives is huge. Yeah,
2: that's great. What do you think, ladies, in terms of whether or not you face now you know knowing that we've talked about sort of you know the women who have paved the way for us and then the you know where you're sort of at in terms of it having more opportunities and and feeling more comfortable coming into this industry and what are some of the challenges that you would see for um, both young professionals as well as maybe young female professionals coming into the industry and what advice would you have for them go ahead jessica
4: Okay, thanks. Um, Well, for me, I think, Olivia, you said the thing earlier about someone thinking you're a booth, babe. I think that's a a little bit of an issue that that a lot of, especially young, you know, attractive women in our industry face. It's hard for women to, or for men to take us seriously. And even women, I think some of the older ones are slightly judgmental about things like that. And so I think, um for me when I go out professional events I always want to make sure that I carry myself in a way that that is that is professional and I don't want anyone to mistake me for a booth babe you know and and think I don't know what it is that I'm talking about so being professional putting yourself out there as a professional person but be open to learning but also be open to telling people you know what it is that you know I think a lot of times young people get nervous I mean, I do personally. And you're like, well, maybe I don't know as well as someone older about it when you're explaining your product or your company. And I think you just have to feel confident in yourself and prepare yourself well for these things and then and let yourself shine. And don't don't be a wallflower and be afraid to show your knowledge and and that you are a professional and, you know, you may not have 20 years of experience, but you've worked hard to get where you are and and prove yourself. I guess.
1: What about you, Amy? I mean, I agree. I think I think you need to prepare yourself. I think any new job in any industry that you first start out in, you have to kind of make your mark. You have to prove yourself. People aren't going to believe in you until you actually prove yourself. So exactly like Jessica said, you need to speak up. You need to not be a wallflower. You need to say, this is what I think and this is why. I am very lucky in the company that I work for that they want to hear your ideas. They want to hear it. they don't care what it is, they want to hear it. Everything's open. And we have tried some lots of different things because of that. But yeah, I think you have to handle yourself professionally and be prepared. I think that's that's the, the best advice I could give.
2: What about you, Molly?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's how it's all about how you carry yourself. I you know, I think just in general, I mean, when I was in teaching, when I was in radio, I mean, I looked young anyway. I mean, most people that may think I'm 16, and so <laughs> I, I have to also battle, like, the fact that I look young. And I mm-hmm. think male or female, when you're new in an industry and you look young, that, that is, I mean, you know, first impressions are everything. And so if you walk up to somebody and they think you're 16 years old, it's going to be pretty hard. You're going to have, you've got to battle fight right away, you know? Yeah. And I think... I think young women have a little bit more of a, a time over time, but I think just young people in general when they're new in an industry have something to prove, and I think that, but I think that that's made me, that's given me a personal challenge. When I was a high school teacher and I was walking in the halls of the high school where I t- asked for a hall pass, it forced me to, to carry myself differently. And it forced mm-hmm. me to show that I can teach these kids. And when I worked in radio and I was I was on the radio every morning, you know, with somebody who had been on the radio for 35 years, again it challenged me to do better and, and, and get better at what I was doing. And now working at Rave, I feel that that challenge of looking youthful and being somewhat inexperienced in the industry gives me the personal challenge to to grow personally, professionally, and develop relationships. Because I think at the end of the day, if you have other relationships or other advocates in the industry that are speaking highly of you and talking about how knowledgeable you are, that can be your best kind of benefit in in addition Mm -hmm. to the way you carry yourself.
4: Yeah, that's a really good point. What about you, Olivia?
0: I, I agree with what all the ladies had to say. I think also, I'm not sure who mentioned it, but about being prepared I think just emotionally being prepared and, and mentally for, you know, for for anything. And we do have to, to come to terms with the fact that, yes, things are changing, but there is a stereotype out there. And, you know, all things take time to change. It's not going to change overnight. And so what really helped me was understanding that, you know, the road has been a certain way for so long. And so people will say things sometimes. They will assume that you're the booth babe or they will you know, think less of you. And just the ladies were saying, being confident in telling them what you do know. And, and, you know, when you do encounter that situation, just being confident and carrying yourself professionally and and knowing how to handle those situations. I think that's huge. And really just about how you carry yourself and, and embrace the fact that you're a woman, we are special in this industry, we are rare. And for, you know, young women coming into this, who are brand new to the industry, just acknowledging that and realizing that, you know, it makes you special to be one of few women in the industry. It gives you, I think, maybe a certain disadvantage at times, but also an advantage because no one's going to remember the next Joe Schmo. You know, there's there's tons of men in the industry. But if you if you're a woman and you're met, you know, your your name is going to be remembered a lot more often. So I think just having that confidence and in, in remembering that you are special is huge.
2: That's a a really wonderful point and I actually myself Mm -hmm. am uh, going through a little bit of that right now. The best advice that my very first manager uh, ever gave me was when I got out of college I was still very much into the college environment and didn't understand that there was any difference between the professional environment and college. So you know, he pulled me aside one time and said, it doesn't matter that you're a woman or that you're a man, but people are going to have an impression on you based on how you dress based on, you know, how you carry yourself and things like that. And so, I've gone to probably the very other extreme of it, but I wear a business suit five days a week. I also work for the government, so um, <laughs> you kind of have to. But it's certainly something where just the other day I said, you know what, forget it, I'm going to wear a pair of jeans when I go when I go out and I'm, I'm doing my work. And I kind of shocked a few people because nobody's ever seen me um, sort of <laughs> dressed down. But it was also something where, you know, it felt nice. I felt, I felt like great to not feel that, I have to be in this sort of constant, hundred percent of the time, business mode. Even though I am doing business, I just yeah, it's just very interesting how you you sort of get up to that point and then you kind of go down the other side of the hill.
3: Um, can I can I uh, speak to that for a second? This is Molly. I you know I, I completely agree. Like the way that you dress, the way you dress yourself. But this is it's so funny because this is sort of the conversation I've had with a lot of people over the years. How do you make that, how do you strike that balance between being in a professional environment while also not being fake? And uh, You yeah. know what I mean? But like being yourself and, and I, you know, I mean, I think a good example right now, I mean, I am very myself. I, I, I sort of I try to make people laugh sometimes, sometimes I say things awkward that are awkward and I put my foot in my mouth. But in general, like at the end of the day, like people know who I am and there's no question about it. But they also know that, you know, I bring a lot of fun to the table, but I, I work really hard. And so I think striking that balance is so difficult, but at the same time can somewhat be fun, you know?
4: Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree because I I also like to have a good time and I hate seeing people moping around in the office and you know I'm like guys let's have a good time like work hard play hard and so that's been another nice thing about the AV industry I think specifically with AV week and and the different things that we do like that it's given me an opportunity to be like look at all these fun things we can do you know and have a good time together and learn also but also work hard and so I think it's that seems like a hard thing because I don't know about you guys in your office environments, but you know, I'm here in the corporate office and it's sometimes a little buttoned up and you know, there are a lot of older, more conservative people. And I just want to be like, let's have fun, but also work. It's, it's kind of a yeah. hard message to convey. Cause I don't want people to be like, Oh, that's just the girl that's having fun all the time. I want people to be yeah. like, she does yeah. a great job and she lightens the environment and makes me smile, you know. So that for me has been a I big totally challenge. Agree.
3: Totally agree.
4: Anyone else? Yes, I
2: would uh I would certainly further that and I I think that you, as you move up in your career, you find that you're when you're with different people, when you're in a different environment, when you, you know, it it is a, a fine balance because depending upon yeah what the situation is that you find yourself in, I think not to say that I absolutely agree that women are unique and we should embrace the fact that we're women and we should be women. We shouldn't try to be, act like men. You know, we shouldn't try to be a man, a man, like a female man in the industry. And then on the Mm -hmm. other hand, knowing your audience and knowing what environment you're in and how to be most appropriate in that, it certainly is, it's an interesting mix. So
3: Wonderful. Yeah,
2: I totally. agree. You're listening to the Wavecast, Women in AV, and we have for you, our listeners, the young women in our industry. And to listen to this podcast and all the other great podcasts, visit www.ravepubs.com forward slash AVNation. All right. Well, this is fantastic, ladies. And so one of the things that I'm noticing, and, you know, there was an article recently, and I wrote about it on uh, Rave Pubs, about Dr. Anne-Marie Slaughter. And one of the interesting things about her was that she had a high-ranking, high-paying government job, but it took her away from her family five days a week. And so she wrote this Atlantic article talking about how she decided to sort of get off the hamster wheel in some regards and focus more on her family. And it was quite interesting to see the reaction to the fact that and unfortunately, I saw that it was a lot of ladies really came at her very negatively in terms of the fact that she made a decision that was best for her family and herself to, you know, put her personal ambition not at the number one, but put her family at number one. And so one of the things that she really talked about in that article, and Amy, I think you posted to our LinkedIn group about this as well, was sort of how is our workplace now? And is it, conducive to females being able to sort of manage being both uh, ambitious just career woman, as well as the responsibilities of family life. And I would say myself that, you know, we all have these challenges. It's not necessarily just female. But from your perspective, Mm -hmm. knowing sort of the way that the workplace has traditionally been an eight to five environment, and, you know, what do you think about the flexibility and building that into the workplace and whether or not that's sort of the direction that we're moving in? And is that something that that we're moving in because we want to get more women in the workplace, or is it just natural and generally the time to do that? So, Amy, knowing you work remotely, why don't you take that one for us first?
1: Okay, you know, my situation, I have a real win-win. I have two small children. I also have a husband who works shift work, so our life is always crazy here. I had been off out of the industry for a couple of years after suffering from a car accident. And when I came back, I had actually sent my resume to advance because there was a listing that they had a New Jersey office. And when I talked to John Green on the phone and realized they were in Pennsylvania and there wasn't, I said, you know, you know, you're preaching to your clients that you Through technology, people should be able to work remotely, and he agreed. And you know, we had a really we hit it off right off the bat. And my situation is really a win win for that balance of life. I am here, and, and the way my my job works is, you know, I do put in extra hours at night if I have family things that need to happen late afternoon. For the most part, I'm working all day, but. It has been a really good balance for me. And I I feel like that so many of my friends wish they could have the same situation because it is really difficult to basically have it all and to balance both. Uh, Advance has been really open to it. It's been really successful for us. I think that you kind of have to have a certain type of personality to... To manage it and not get caught up with what's going on in your house and, and what's going you know around in your environment. But for the most part, I think I'm actually more productive being here because there's no distractions. When I do go to the office, which I do, I go once a month and I stay a couple of days. I get less work done when I'm there because there's so much socializing and, and um, talking. And when I'm home, I'm, I'm just, you know, banging out work all day long. So... I hope that other people will be offered this opportunity because it has really worked out for my lifestyle.
2: So, Jessica, what about you? Um, You mentioned that you work in the corporate environment.
4: Do you have a lot of,
2: you know, people that are working remotely? And, you know, what do you think about this topic?
4: We actually have a ton of people that work for our company that work remotely. Actually, it's kind of a weird thing when I transferred out of the marketing department and into my new role, My boss works out of his home in Connecticut, and so we do video calls um, a couple times a week and chat on the phone and, you know, are emailing constantly about different projects. But it's been kind of a weird thing, you know, because I've always worked in a place where my boss has been right around the corner, and, and having him be, you know, thousands of miles away is pretty odd. But it's been a great experience. Also, because of my role, I, I can work remotely and I do occasionally. Um, for example, my I live in Tampa now, but my home is in Tennessee where my family is, my parents and things. So like when I want to go home for Christmas, instead of having to take a ton of vacation time, what I can do is take my laptop and my cell phone and go up there and I can work my, you know, regular time, eight hours or so, you know, whatever to get my work done at my parents' house in the office there and then spend the evenings with my parents as an example. So that's been a really cool thing. I don't have any children, but but it is nice to be able to work from home occasionally. And when I have some, you know, big writing projects to do or something like that, you know, I'll often just be like, Hey guys, I'm gonna be working from home. But I think for me it would be hard to work from home all the time because I am such a social person and I Um, I'm really close with a lot of my coworkers here. I think it would be tough because I do enjoy, you know, going to get a cup of coffee in the break room and saying hello to people, you know, and things like that. And just being able to, you know, stick my head over the cube wall to Crystal, who's the PR person here to say, hey, you know, I'm working on this tweet and I can't get, you know, I'm trying to think of another word for this. So I think there are pros and cons of both, but, but having the flexibility I think whether you're working from home or working from an office is a thing that a lot of companies are hopefully moving toward. Um, I know a lot of people work flexible shifts here and work from home, and and I think I think that's definitely the way the workplace should be moving because you know eight to five doesn't always work for everybody, and and I think work should be a part of your life and not your whole life.
2: Great. What about you, Molly? Sarah was on for our editor's podcast, and she mentioned about how Rave was just really results-oriented. So it wasn't probably not necessarily sort of an eight-to-five environment. Can you talk about that, and, you know, how does that work for you?
3: Absolutely. Yeah, we, you know... Technically our office is you know, open nine to five thirty, but it's a very intimate environment and you know, it's a relaxed environment. I mean, we can wear whatever there's no dress code, we can wear whatever you know, you know, obviously within reason, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we have people who, you know, go to the gym before or after work. So they might come to work in gym clothes or jeans or shorts. So it's, but definitely because we're so results oriented, you know, if you're getting your work done, you know, for example, today, I'm, I mean, I'm working from the car, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I have to head up to Virginia beach to spend time with some friends. This weekend for a bridal shower. So, you know, but I was able to take the day off and do some work from the car. And then tonight, when I get to where I'm staying, I'll do some work from, um, from my, family. so, you know, I have that flexibility. And as long as you're getting your work done and you're not falling behind, you know, if I need to work from home for an afternoon and make, and make phone calls and, you know, kind of be in that sort of distraction free environment. Cause Amy, I'm like you, like if I'm at home, I get so much work done. I just am like, knocking stuff out left and right because, you know, I'm by myself and except for the dogs, um, you know, so I'm able to kind of, you know, rid myself of all those distractions and getting done. So I like that flexibility and I like working in that sort of, that environment that encourages you to have a life at work and not, you know, have your work be your entire life.
2: Great. Now, Olivia, I mean, anybody that knows you knows that you just do so much. I mean, it just blows me away to see all of the different things that you do. And they have not even necessarily with work. I mean, you're just on the go around absolutely everything. So how do you do that? And how does that fit in with your career? And, you know, you graduated from college two months ago. You're a youth pastor. I mean, you just have the epitome of being able to um, manage everything and have a great time. So share with us, you know, what, it, what that takes for you.
0: Yeah. You know, sometimes when I hear other people talk about it, I'm like, yeah, how do I do that? <laughs> but I think <laughs> the, the, the key to it all is the fact that everything I do, I'm extremely passionate about. And there's nothing in my life right now that is like, oh, man, I got to do that. It's, you know, with with my church and with everything I do with them, it's a big passion of mine with, you know, my job here at Pack Edge. I absolutely love everything that I do. And I think that's really what makes it OK. Um I don't really have, obviously my job is not my life. You know, there's lots to go into it. But I feel like everything kind of just blends together for me where, you know, I do have the flexibility at my office where, you know, I I do come to the office every day. Generally speaking, I have set hours, but there's a flexibility for me to come in a little earlier, leave later, or if need be, work from home. And I think just all the technology around it with getting multiple email accounts set up on my cell phone for easy access or being able to video chat with somebody, it just makes things a whole lot easier. And being able to have, you know, your your electronic calendar with everything all merged together—from my church calendar to my personal to my work—and um, I think just being very tech savvy helps me be organized. And I think the the main thing is really just setting aside time for yourself. And that is a big piece of advice I would give to any woman coming into the in this industry or just in general is being able to have that if it's five minutes or five hours, just having a moment to kinda of just sit back and, and take a look at your day, take a look at your weekend and just see everything from a bigger picture rather than being submerged in it day in and day out. And so I think just taking that time and just really learning to do things that you're passionate about, you know, saying no sometimes to the things that are just extra and and going after your passion. That's
2: fantastic! All right, ladies. Well, we are so excited, and thank you so very much for taking the time to come in and share with us your your thoughts and sort of your experiences. Are there any closing remarks or anything that you guys want to say? Uh, we'll go around. Okay, how about you, Jessica?
4: I just want to say thanks for including me. It's been really great hearing everybody's thoughts and um, chatting with you all, and and I. This has actually really pumped me up to get more involved in in wave on on LinkedIn and on Twitter. You know, I've been keeping up with it sort of passively and not really being involved in the conversation and and hearing what all you what all you ladies in A V have to say. Um just makes me excited to be like, Hey, there are other people out here sharing my experiences And, and I feel like there's a lot I can learn from, you know, all of you all, even though we're all young and and maybe feel like we don't have a lot to teach other people. You know, you all obviously really have it together. And and so I'm excited to to be part of this organization with you all. Uh, and the feeling is definitely mutual. Um, if people want
2: to find you, where can they reach your company and or find you um, online?
4: I am AV Jessica on Twitter. Um, I also tweet for our company under the account avisplinfo. My email address, if anybody wants to email me, is Jessica at avispl.com, and our website is just avispl.com. So check it out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks. And Molly, how about you? Any closing uh, thoughts, and where can people find you?
3: Uh, yeah. Th- just thank you so much for including me, and I just, I just think. You know, I'm just gonna get all gushy for a second, but I just think you guys are fantastic and it's just really inspiring to, you know, have other women in this industry who just love what they do, are super passionate about it and are really, really encouraging. So I just I know I can just say I'm super appreciative about that. So thank you guys for having me. Um, as far as how you can find me on Twitter. I am at Molly Buckley. Sadly, uh, I got married. and well, not sadly, I got married. I, I'm very happy <laughs> that I got married in uh, February. But sadly, at Molly Stillman um, is taken by a 13-year-old Justin Bieber fan on Twitter. So I can't oh, no. change my Twitter handle. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm really sad. But um, but so I'm at Molly Buckley, M-O-L-L-Y-B-U-C-K-L-E-Y. And you can email me at molly at ravepubs.com or find us on our website, ravepubs.com dot com. So thank you guys so much for having me. Uh,
2: thank you. And um, have you ever tried to reach out to her to see if maybe she's willing to give it up? <laughs> no,
3: she tweets <laughs> all the time about how much she loves Justin Bieber. <laughs> so oh, I maybe think, you don't want that don't account think, after all. <laughs> yeah, but it is
0: pretty hilarious. <laughs> oh,
2: that's funny. Great. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, how about you, Absolutely. Olivia?
0: Yeah, I just want to agree with the ladies. I am so appreciative to be a part of this and it was great just getting to sit around and chat and I'm totally inspired now, which is great. Um, so I appreciate all of you ladies and um, I want to get more involved as well. And um, if anyone would like to get in touch, I'd love to chat and just hear about you know what you're doing in, in your company and in your position so you can email me at Olivia at package.com. Or I'm on Twitter at Olivia underscore Lynn, and I'd love to tweet it up.
2: Great, thank you.
1: Amy, are you with us? I am. I'm here. I'm sorry, I was muting before. Um, I thought this was great. I think it's really it's so helpful to hear other people's perspectives. Um, and like I said, this this whole women in AV has been really inspiring for me. Really changed my outlook differently this year at infocom and i appreciate everything that you guys are doing and that's why i've reached out to you to get more involved if anybody would like to reach me my email address is amy.fulton at advanced com. i'm also on twitter that i'm advanced underscore av and our web address is www.advancedav.com so thank you thank you so much for including me in this
2: yeah, no, thank you. Thank you, ladies, for uh, joining us. We really appreciate it. And, you know, you talked about the passion and inspiration, and that's exactly what you give to all of us as well. So, you know, just to see your enthusiasm and how excited you are, you are all just an inspiration for everybody in our industry, as well as the women. So, you know, we want to say thank you and, you know, to keep encouraging you to, you know, pursue your dreams and whatever WAVE can do to help. And or we love to hear that you guys are, Uh, getting involved thank you very much ladies and uh, happy friday and i hope you have a wonderful weekend
1: you too you too take care thanks
2: thank you thank you everyone for tuning into our wavecast we appreciate you listening and we look forward to bringing you another one next month see you then